covenant theme is just one way you can really understand the Old Testament. You can understand it by, you know, looking for attributes of God, looking for previews of Christ. You know, there's a lot of ways you can tackle the Old Testament. We're just picking one of those ways. But I think that there's so many treasures and nuggets and things in the Old Testament. Like, we'll look at Habakkuk. We'll look at some of the things that, and you're like, wait a minute. I totally get it in a different way. That's the goal. And unfortunately, it's 16 books. We can't do a deep dive. What I really would love is if this gives you a springboard so that maybe you tuck it in your Bible and you're like, okay, next time I read any of these books, I'm going to look at who was Habakkuk audience what was the time frame what was what were the conditions of Israel and how can I relate that to myself hi there and welcome back to study with friends today we begin our final series in what has been a multi-part journey tracking the covenantal themes of land descendants and special relationship we've already looked at the Pentateuch and former prophets now we close out this series by examining the latter prophets if you've missed any part of this series or would like to get the homework so you can follow along, you can do so by going to our website, studywithfriends.org, and search Old Testament. We have many ways for you to listen and connect with us. Our faithful radio partners, streaming apps like iTunes or Spotify, and now YouTube. We're so glad you're here to study with us today. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for bringing us together for this time around your word. Um, thank you for the promise that you will help us to understand the things that you have for us, not just tonight, but in the entire Old Testament, the entire Bible. We ask that you would give us an extra measure of understanding and grace as we tackle a really big chunk of the Old Testament. Help us to understand the continuity and the unity of your story across all the biblical texts. And we ask you for a fresh understanding that we can take with us into our practical lives. We ask it in Jesus' name for his glory alone. Amen. Okay, let's do introductions. I'm Holly, and I'm here all the time. And I am the teacher and author, and I am... I almost said my age. I'm not going there. <laughs> and I've married 25 years. 25? 26. Okay. And uh, I have two great kids, one of whom is sitting across from me. And I attend a Presbyterian church. And that's good. That's enough information. The rest of it will come out as we work through the text. Hello. Uh, my name is Kate. I'm a full-time college student, and I attend a non-denominational church. I'm Gianna. Um, I'm Holly's daughter. And I am also a full-time college student, and I don't remember what the other things were. Oh, oh I go to a Presbyterian church, yeah. too, because I go to the church my parents did, yeah. too. But. Although you were virtually attending a different church. Was that also Presbyterian when you were with your roommates? Oh, I went to one. I w we, I, we alternated. We went to one, one in Texas. That was. A Do good you know time. the denomination? <laughs> I, I was just curious. Feel I like, didn't mean to I put you on like the spot. I feel like the one in Chicago was... Um, Baptist, and I, I, I don't know what the. What That's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I don't sorry. know what the church in Texas was, but it was a good time. Whatever it was. Okay. <laughs> you wore a cowboy hat. Good. Well, Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the preacher wore oh, a yeah, cowboy hat. Oh yeah, the preacher wore a cowboy hat. Okay, that's worth watching. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, my name's Angelina. Uh, I'm a full-time college student as well, and I attend a non-denominational church. Easy for you 
Okay. Phenomena. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to um, do some foundation. So I was talking to you guys before we turned on all the equipment and um, really wanted to give you guys some help because I only asked you to do this one section, which is the ladder profits, which is, I'm sure you were happy about that because the rest, the rest of it would have been a lot to do. But I'd like to do a little bit of work with you in some of the concepts that we are bringing through the other two series so that A, to make sure that you guys have that foundation as we explore the ladder profits and B, I can be sure that anybody who jumps in here at this part of the series also has yeah. that sort of foundation. I would appreciate it previously on. Yeah. Previously on? Previously. <laughs> that would actually be funny. Previously on. Previously on studying with friends. <laughs> All right. So um, a couple things that I wanted to to do that work with were both the covenant theme, which is um, I'm going to go into in a minute. And then also the personal applications of the three pieces of the covenant theme that were, that were then bringing through into the ladder profit. So I'm going to do a little bit of talking about that jump in just because I'm the teacher or the author doesn't mean you can't interrupt me with awesome insights. Cause I know you have them. So just jump in. Um, first I wanted to ask you guys, does the old Testament sometimes feel distant to you? Absolutely. Does it really? Yeah. Particularly the prophets. Really? Yeah. Like some of the stuff you like read and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like the Psalms are good. Mm -hmm. And like some of that stuff, it's like kind of timeless. Mm -hmm. And then you get into like Habakkuk and I'm like. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I hope that the Why? work we do together <laughs> will help with that. That is the point. That mm -hmm. is the point. But you, yeah, I think that a lot of people stay away from the Old Testament. Tell me if this is your experience. You stay away from it because it feels very distant. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't yeah. necessarily feel relevant yeah. to what's happening in your life. I it's feel like. like oh, sorry. Okay. Um, it's just kind of like there's a lot to relate to in the New Testament, at least for me personally. And I think in the Old Testament, it's very like convict. I mean, it's good to read because it's like convic convicting. Oh my goodness. Um, but it's a lot of like things that we don't um, follow anymore. Like we don't make offerings to God anymore and like other stuff like that. Um, that we just don't do anymore. So it's kind of like, okay, we don't really do that anymore. Yeah. Like, and do so I it have feels, to read it? It feels like it might not be relevant. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I feel like a lot more of the New Testament is like, hey, I see that in my life. I feel like I can apply this. Mm -hmm. But with the Old Testament, it's like you have to see it through a different lens. You can't take it as literally as you can with the New Testament a lot of the time, which is why also I think just with like, the younger gen honestly everyone she it's says, just like so young <laughs> <laughs> no I feel like a lot of the times like younger people but honestly anyone it's just like I want this to relate to what I'm going through right now mm -hmm. but a lot of the old testament even some of the new testament but especially the old testament is like you have to you can't just be like how is mm. you have to see it a different way okay you said so much there everybody just said so much I want to unpack a couple of things first um, you said the New Testament gives you kind of, it's almost like a how-to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Of course, we all recognize the New Testament is important. In each part of these um, studies, we talk about how it applies and how it relates to the New Testament. So, of course, we want to see that unity through old and new. But also, um, I don't want to go too deep into this question, 
But do you think that people spend more time in the New Testament because they want to, like what you just said, let me see if I'm reflecting back what you said, because they want to know, like, how does this apply? What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes I call that, it's not a criticism, but I don't know how else to really phrase it. It's almost like a consumerism Christianity. You're like, how does this change me, change my life, um, make my life better? Um, and the New Testament is a lot easier to apprehend in that way. And it's great if you want to, um, you know, look for some lists of like, here's the do's and here's the don'ts. I love a list. Um, in fact, I wish that more lists existed because I feel like sometimes it's a little hard to unpack and I'm like, just give me a list. Uh, but I think, I think that, that there's a danger there because if we're only looking at how does this work for me, it's a little bit like, I hate to say American, like capitalism kind of faith, but I, I don't know how else to describe it. Don't get political. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, My eyes lit up. I know, but yeah, I'm shutting it down. Um, so, so do you understand what I mean by that? So what happens then is the Old Testament, because it's harder, I hate, I hate to, but we're, I mean, we're humans. We're a little lazy. So if it's easier for me to read the New Testament and I feel like, oh, well, this is all in the light of Christ and we're talking about Christ and this is, I live under Christ and the new covenant. I just really need to pay most of my attention to this. And we miss this whole awesome thing. And one of the most important things that I have uncovered in the Old Testament is the character of the God that I serve. And it becomes less about me and what I'm taking from it and more about orienting myself to him mm -hmm. and understanding him. And I think maybe that's, maybe that's what drives some of this New Testament, Old Testament balance because it's easier First of all, although I hope, I really hope that this series makes it easier if we can find some nice anchors to put into the Old Testament that'll help us have sort of a place. Uh, I've been using the word roadmap and sort of that imagery a lot. Like, how do I make my way through these Old Testament books? And I hope that we're doing that here. So that will make it easier. Um, I hope it also makes it more relevant. But that's just the covenant, the covenant, theme is just one way you can really understand the Old Testament. Um, you can understand it by, um, you know, looking for um, attributes of God, looking for previews of Christ. You know, there's a lot of ways you can tackle the Old Testament. We're just picking one of those ways. Um, but I think that there's so many treasures and nuggets and things in the Old Testament. Like we'll look at Habakkuk and I hope today um, we'll look at some of the things that, and you're like, wait a minute, I totally get it in a different way. That's the goal. And unfortunately we have a couple hours we're going to spend together. And so it's 16 books. We can't do a deep dive. But what I'm, what I really would love is if this gives you a springboard so that maybe you tuck it in your Bible and you're like, okay, next time I read any of these books, I'm going to look at who was Habakkuk's audience. What was the time frame? What was, what were the conditions of Israel and how can I relate that to myself? So that's sort of a, we're casting a vision for our time together. Another thing that you said, uh, I want to say, and I actually made it in my notes, but you lopped it up to me, so I'm going to hit it, um, is that a lot of things that happen in the Old Testament in a physical way happen in our lives in a spiritual way. And that's a good transition for me. So we think about like the promised land. 
The promised land still exists. It's a geographic place on the planet, but we think about our spiritual promised land. We think about our journey through a spiritual wilderness into a spiritual promised land. Maybe we didn't move geographic locations during that process, but it was an internal process. We can think about our, so, um, well, I'm going to preview the three parts of the each covenant, which is land, descendants, and a special relationship with God. When I think about land, promised land, I think about that internal working that, that Jesus promised that you might have life and have it abundantly. Like this time that I'm spending right now is giving me a, a deeper, richer promised land experience with Christ. Does that make sense? It's a mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. promised land. Um, descendants are another spiritual thing. So Paul talks a lot about how even the Gentiles can be spiritual descendants of Abraham. And so Paul does a lot of this work to help us transition our thinking from a physical descendancy to a spiritual descendancy. Are you following what I'm saying is what I'm saying mm-hmm. making sense? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we talk about people in the church as our family, our church family, sisters and brothers in Christ. I um, might I might have spiritual descendants who aren't my children that I pushed out of my womb. I might have people that... Um, that mentor me or who I mentor. You can be a descendant. You can have descendants. It doesn't have to be anymore about the true father-child relationship. So we think about physical descendants in the Old Testament. That was really important because they had the line that they needed to keep um, and keep sa- sort of, uh, I want to say sacred, but keep consistency through the line to fulfill the prophecy. But now the spiritual descendancy is different. It's a spiritual thing. Um, and then obviously the relationship with God, uh, we're going to talk about that in the latter prophets a lot. And God was very, um, very specific about worship and relationships and how people behaved. And he's, that's still true for us. We shouldn't, you know, um, cast our eyes on other things that we might be tempted to worship, but it's different now because we have that relationship that's provided through Christ and what he did on, what he accomplished on the cross. So like you mentioned earlier, did you do that while we were mic'd up? Yeah, you were talking about how it feels a little bit irrelevant because it's like sacrifices yeah. and the way that they attained relationship was different. Yeah. And the way, so you see where I'm drawing mm-hmm. this? This mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I think that you kind of lobbed us into that because you were like, there's a, um, I see you, I'm sorry, hold on one second. There's sort of a, um, these physical things mm-hmm. feel far away. Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah, you were saying? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's good context as we try to, look at the latter prophets and 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 find the relevancy for us in real life now what were you going to say just having a little bit of an epiphany um (laughs) because i remember like in sunday school that whole oh we're all descendants of abraham and thinking back then now that doesn't sound right but just accepting it Mm -hmm. and then also the song father abraham and then then i I just said and i'm one of them and so are you and i just accepted it spiritually you're having yeah. an epiphory epiphory, just, epiphory. It just <laughs> sorry it just clicked that they meant spiritually not physically yeah well because this that's is just the something whole that i accepted at four years old and then never thought about again until just now that's good mm. that's so the I'm whole point of the that's okay <laughs> that's i'm glad you had that realization and probably well i hope feel as people no don't feel dumb because that's kind of the point of us doing this work is that we want to make this by the time we're done 16 plus 11, 27 books. Wait, 11? Yeah. Uh, 27 books will have been at least surveyed 
mm-hmm. by this series. And that's the point is that you, you get fresh understandings and new things fall on you. And you're like, wait a minute, I never thought about that that way before. And it may just simply be because you didn't spend a lot of time in the Old Testament. It might be that you never looked at it with a covenant lens, but whatever God brings to you, be glad about it. That's an, that's an epiphany and you should be thankful. <laughs> We'll take them. We'll take them. Okay. Now we'll all have that song stuck in our head. I know. I was singing it earlier. Father Abraham had seven sons. Many sons. Several sons. Many sons. Many sons. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he had more than seven. Okay. Um, Okay. So, um, so I wanted to um, talk a little bit about. Uh, the covenants, I want to I want to give the address for each of them again. So because we're in the latter prophets now, we're not dealing with any of them anymore. We did them in the other series. So the um, four covenants that we're really talking about that have all have the same three themes are the Noahic covenant, which you can find in Genesis 9, the Abrahamic covenant, which you can find in Genesis 12, the Mosaic covenant, Moses, which you can find in Exodus 19 and 24, and then the Davidic covenant, which is 2 Samuel 7. Um, and I would encourage anybody who would like to unpack that a little bit more to either go to the homework, which you can find at studywithfriends.org, or um, go just read them right out of the Bible. And what we're looking at is the fact that it's so fascinating. Like, one of the reasons I was so excited to teach this is I took a class and I saw this, and it's like as soon as you see those that three-part theme, you can't unsee it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden you start reading the Old Testament and you're like, it's everywhere. And I got so jazzed to (sighs) teach that because I was like, it changes everything about how you read the Old Testament and how you think about the New Testament. And um, I I was joking with one of the other participants in an earlier series. It's like when you buy a new car and then you see that car everywhere, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) it is real. And, and, and. That, I think, is what happens with this covenant lens, too. Did you find that mm-hmm, happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of fun, right? When yeah. you're like, wait a minute, there's a whole other thing in there. I've been studying this book for a long time, mm-hmm. and now there's a brand new, about 40-something. <laughs> Almost said the number. I'm in my, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> uh, and I've been studying this book for a long time. So for something like that to be such a game changer at this stage of my game, I just could not wait to get in front of you guys and just chew on it together. So I hope you're as excited about it as I am. So the three parts, does anybody want to throw out the three parts of each covenant, every covenant? Um, (laughs) It's okay. It's in the homework. So you can, you can see Pete. It was, hold on. It was descendants, land, and the special relationship. Yes. With with God. God. Perfect. And um, one of the things that we did in the Pentateuch series is we saw how even before God formalized that those three themes and the importance of them in his first covenants, you can see those all the way back in the creation story. By, by its nature, the creation story is about land, descendants, and a special relationship with God. And so it's sort of, I just got goosebumps again. Yeah, I'm, you <laughs> said like, that and I was just like. It I blows your it, mind like, a little bit. So even before he formalized those um, themes in his covenants with his beloved patriarchs, you can see that he had those things in mind for his created beings, his image bearers all along. Before we even leave the garden, we see be fruitful and multiply, which is descendants. The garden itself is the creation of land, right? The, this, the garden could be perceived as a type of promised land, right? 
and the special relationship with God that they had in the garden. He walked with them. He talked with them. So this was always his intention. Doesn't that, does that blow your mind a little bit? That Especially you saying that now. It's just like, like you actually, you think about it. You're like, how have, how did I not see that? I know. It's That's like how I felt. Simplified. Part of me is saying, it can't just be that. <laughs> well, it's not just that, but... What you see then is how the unified story of the Bible really revolves around God's perfect intention for us all along. Mm. And you well, see yeah. how, through, especially through the Old Testament, and then you'll see it in the New Testament, mm-hmm. how the, and that's why I said it's important to be able to think about those things in a spiritual way, but for sure through the Old Testament, if you can take that covenant lens and say land, descendants, and a special relationship with God, you will see it everywhere. And what you'll see is the prophets are warning that that the, that Israel is going to lose it, lose those three things, and they're totally interwoven. They're they are exiled from the promised land because of their um, lack of worship, God worshiping God and maintaining that special relationship. Their descendants are impacted because they're exiled. Sometimes their descendancy is um, disrupted because God just wipes out a whole bunch of them. So you see these three things are really closely tied together and the prophets are, and the leaders of, you know, Moses and Joshua and um, the judges, they're all leading and the prophets are all leading in ways that try to keep Israel on track with this threefold desire that God has for his people. And so that's, do you guys want to say more about that? Cause I don't want to jump into the next piece that, because I love, I would talk all, all night about that one part. So anything else you want to comment on that? I would love to hear. It's kind of a, it's heavy. It is. <laughs> yeah, There's like, yes, but also no, because yes, I have, I feel like I have a ton of things to say, but if you ask me to point, pick out one thing to say, I'm like, hard to articulate. Mm, no idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I thought that um, what, what I was bantering back and forth with one of the other participants, her name is Kathy. I was like, you just can't unsee it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so um, it's important that we lay that foundation each time we sit down because people need to have that moment of like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, God had a perfect design in the garden. It was land. And, and you can think about all those things, um, you know, how how um, Adam named the animals and and this this relationship with the land and how when they were disobedient, they were ejected from the land. And how uh, if we think about our spiritual promised land, when we sin and when we reject God or when we when we just don't maintain our relationship with him, we move away from that spiritual promised land that we feel so deeply when we're really having a great intimate season with him. Right. So they were they were they were physically ejected from that that promised land and the whole rest of the old testament is about a journey for god to bring his people into a new promised land i'm always so thankful for how timeless and timely god's word is thanks again for joining us on this multi-series journey studying god's covenantal promises throughout the old testament we are a weekly bible study just like you'll find at your local church If you are in a study like this one, we encourage you to join one. Make sure that the church is teaching from the Bible in every situation. In Matthew 10, Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the gospel, instructing them, freely you have received, freely give. We take that command serious here at Study With Friends. So we have created tons of resources on our website that are all free for you to use. They're at studywithfriends.org. 
Much like the disciples who relied on the generosity of a host, we are 100% donor supported. If you have been particularly blessed by our ministry, would you consider making a donation? Monthly partners are especially helpful to us and no amount is too small. If you are willing to give it, we would be grateful and blessed to have it. You can donate on our website one time or become a monthly partner. That's at studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. We would love to connect with you and hear how your walk is going. We also love to get prayer requests from you. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or if you prefer, you can email us at info at Remember, you can stream us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Plus, you can now see our studies on YouTube. No matter which way you choose, we hope that you will connect with us. For now, we hope you'll join us next time when we study with friends.